welcome to Weird Parents, the podcast where we talk about how weird it is being a parent. My name's Coop, and I'm joined by my very spread-eagled wife. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Sammy. (laughs) I'm not spread-eagled, I'm just sat comfortably on the sofa because I'm just more pregnant. Just more pregnant? Just more pregnant. Just feeling more pregnant by the hour. Oh, I really am. Really am. Still got a month to go, man. (sighs) Technically more than a month. Yeah. I've got like six weeks. Nice. Yeah. And this is the penultimate episode of season two. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, we've only got one more after this. And then we're having a little bit of a break. If you didn't hear in our last episode. It's baby time. Lock it in. (laughs) What? What were you about to sing? What time is it, baby time? It's time for baby. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Hopefully. Yeah, so you'll probably not hear from us for a while Mm -hmm. because the souls will be leaving our bodies. Yep. And we will be entering zombie mode. Yep. But we will be back at some point next year in the new year. We will. With some fresh material (laughs) created by moi. 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 Why did you point your vagina when you said that? I wasn't pointing my stomach. (laughs) I don't know. I can't see my vagina. So I could... It's gone. It's gone. Dead to you. dead to me. I don't know why this is just linking of things that are dead to me. You had to shave my legs, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Had to shave your legs for you in the bath. Can I just say, I sung your praises today at work. Did you? Yeah. What's all your friends? I went down to scratch my leg and I was like, not me. You made that well smooth. Like a dolphin's nose. It's literally like a dolphin's nose. I was really impressed. Ah. You've done a really good job. It's good. Yeah. Well, that's, that's you know, my technique. You, you obviously do, what, the back and forth technique. I'm just in a rush half the time. Whereas I just do a nice glide. A nice glide. <laughs> but um, yeah, you've done a really good job. Really, really good job. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, just got to focus on the legs for now, but one day we'll get to the... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. The puss. <laughs> <laughs> you might just have to neaten it up ever so slightly for me. Yeah. You refused to do it last time. Well, I tried once, didn't I? And I got like halfway through. And you were like, I can't you were do like, this. No, you were like, that's that's not enough. I was like, yeah, but I don't want to like... It's hard. Like, I, I've never shaved someone else. Like, you don't, you don't want to snip a lip. Exactly. <laughs> don't want to snip anything. Any of the bits down there. No. It's fine. You did all right. If that isn't a weird enough intro for you already, we've got a bit of a strange episode today. A very weird episode today. We're talking about why the fuck do we want kids? Yeah. Like, what is it in our bodies that makes us want to give up and sacrifice <laughs> our entire lives for little, miniature ver- little goblins? Yeah, miniature versions of ourselves. Yeah. And we've also got a, a little guest spot mm-hmm. from the Child Free Girls. Yep. Uh, we'll, we'll drop that kind of like in the middle of the episode and... Have a little bit of a discussion, but yeah. Which I'm very excited to listen to because I always thought, I sort of do understand the mindset of being child-free. Oh, yeah. Like, you definitely do because up until you and me had B, you wanted to be child-free. Yeah. Where I've always known I've wanted kids, but I do understand the reason why people choose not to, or reasons why people choose not to have children. So it's very interesting. I'm being intrigued. We'll get into it. We'll We'll get get into into it. it. Cool. So I guess the reason for the discussion today really is around, you know, kids are expensive. Uh, Yeah. They've always been expensive, but they're getting more and more expensive as time goes on. Not just in terms of money, Mm -hmm. but like time. Yeah. You know, we live in, I say this a lot, but we live in smaller communities. We live in smaller families. We have less 
time with our kids. Yeah. Because there's less of you in the house and all that kind of stuff. And you're, you know, you're expected to raise them and they take up a lot of your, you know, living, yeah. breathing life. They do. To raise them. And that it's actually in the UK now, there's record numbers of women that reach 30 years old and they're child free. Yeah. In England and Wales, yeah. that is. Well, I'm always seen as being a young mum, aren't I? Yeah. Where to my parents and grandparents, I'd be seen as like a pretty bog standard normal Just mum. your bog standard. Your bog standard mum. But yeah, for our generation, we were probably the first of our friends, weren't we? Yeah. And we were 26, 25. Yeah. Whereas at the moment, over 50% of women in England and Wales mm. are without a child by the time they turn 30. Yeah. And that's with the ONS. Ah, very interesting. But I can, again, I can see that. And also I think a lot of it is women, We, you know, a lot of people want their career, don't they? They want to have a career. And well, they need, you need to, don't you? Like, well, you yeah. Don't, you don't make enough money in your 20s nope. to sustain a family. A family, no. really. No. We didn't. Uh-uh. <laughs> he was a bit of a surprise for us, which I think we've mentioned in previous episodes. So yeah. we kind of rolled with it. Mm-hmm. And baby number two, well... We're doing it, so there's not a massive age gap, <laughs> <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Uh, between the two of them. But yeah, the Child Poverty Action Group in the UK yep. says that raising a child to the age of 18 nowadays costs 152 grand each. Gee whiz. I remember, I think, like, this is anecdotal, but I think probably about 20 years ago, I think it was 120,000. So it's gone up quite yeah. a bit. I mean, you know, there are, there are, I'm assuming that's just like your usual bog, your usual bog standard kid. That's without but, luxuries. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, there are lots of ways that you can cut costs. It's like I was saying to you, like I'm on a due in October group and there are people on there that are on like their third or fourth baby. And every time they've had a baby, they've bought new shit. Yeah. And that to me, I just blows my mind. Yeah. Blows my mind. Like I'm outright refusing to buy anything. <laughs> There's absolutely there's a there is a consumerist side to parenthood, isn't there? There's there a cons- is. There's a consumerist, I guess. I don't know, like compulsion for some people mm-hmm. to like you know do deck the nursery out, yeah, to get you know the latest pram and all the toys and stuff like that. When you chuck it out after six months or yeah. a year, don't you? I mean, I get it because like you know, there's a bit, very large part of me that both times we've had some had a baby now. I've not had a little nursery to do up and, you know, that nesting sensation and I always wanted to do it. But then also thinking about it, they're in bed, they're in the room with you for six months. Yeah. You don't actually need to spend all that money decking out a nursery like straight away or whatever or, you know, making making their room look a certain way because they're not really going to be in there, man. Think about your ancestors, man. Yeah. They were just running around with Mm -hmm. babies like on their hips. Strapped to them. Just strapped to them. That's that's my parenting style, isn't it? Yeah, I, I always remember. I can't remember what it is now. I think it's on National Geographic. But there was this. They, were, they found like footprints in the sand, fossilized uh-huh. footprints from like the Neolithic yeah. era of. I think it was a teenage girl, right? And she had like a a one year old, right? And they found like saber tooth tiger footprints as <gasps> well, and like they could see how she had a baby like on her hip mm. while she was like darting around the saber tooth tiger. Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> but it's like great, like the the things that you had to do, mm-hmm. even even in like I don't know, in our parents' generation, compared to now, where like you know you have the sterilizing machines. And oh, all this I kind know. Of, like, it blows my mind. Consumer side to it, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, it blows my mind. Like this, that's the other thing. Even when we were looking into sterilizers, 
for bottle parts and dummies and all the other bits and pieces and chew toys. Chew toys. I'm a vet nurse, can't you? And what are they called? Tips. Teething toys. Teats. Teats and teats. We, like, some of the sterilizers were so intense, weren't they? Yeah. And, like, a couple of hundred quid. And all I, I just was like, well, we use Milton at work to sterilize the ET tubes. And then I looked and it was like, right, wasn't it? We were in, we were in um, I think it was Mothercare. Like when a tub. we had B, and then we looked down, it was like Milton sterilizer tub, like ten quid, ten quid, and I was like, <laughs> let's just do that and rinse it off afterwards, and we did that, and it was absolutely fine. But that you don't need a baby coffee is, machine. Yeah, you don't. Uh, oh yeah, and that's the other thing, like the um, what's it called, the prep prep machine. Yeah. And people that we know that formula fed swear by that. They love their prep machine because yeah. it's literally like a little time. You just set set it to make a perfect bottle for you. Yeah. And it blows my mind. But again, if you want to save money. You don't need that. Yeah, it's true. But you said, like, you were the one who knew you always wanted kids. Yeah. Why did you want kids? Like, what's, what, what in your brain? I think that on? for me, it's hard. I, I don't really know. Like, I just always instinct, like, always had, I always wanted to have children. I just always have done. Even when I was younger, I wanted to have kids. It's, it's it sounds, it sounds really selfish, but like, I've wanted, I've wanted someone to, completely dope and love it sounds i don't I, it's hard to explain it the but unconditional always, side of the things. unconditional side of things is like a real thing for me and also i wanted to you know i wanted to try and just be a good mum just had that i've always been quite a motherly person haven't i yeah and like especially with pets and, and with animals i've always got that like motherly instinct and i have a very strong motherly instinct and even with kids that aren't my own i have a bit of a mum instinct don't i so it's just always been in me. I've just always wanted to. It have... is one of the top reasons people say is to give and receive unconditional love. Yeah, that's that why would a lot of people do me. have children. Yeah, that would be it for me. And also, I want to like help create a a human, a decent human being. Yeah. Yeah, it just breaks my there's heart. There's so many bad ones. <laughs> well, there, but there are though, and there's you know so many kids and stuff that have been really messed up, or you know, I just couldn't picture having a child and then not giving it that unconditional love. For any reason, yeah. any reason, you know, I can't believe there are parents out there that have children, you know, and sometimes they'll have children for selfish reasons that they want them to be a certain way. And it's very, you know, quite controlling. And then say that child comes out as gay or, you know, comes out trans or something and then they completely disown them. And it's like, that's not unconditional love. No, absolutely not. Like, how could you? I don't as a parent understand that. So, yeah, for me, it was the, the real unconditional love thing. That's that's like the paradox, isn't it, with, with like our culture in the West or I guess society in the West sometimes is that it's so like reproductive centric, uh -huh. isn't it? It's like you would like, for example, if you're having dinner with your family, you wouldn't talk about <laughs> having sex, would you? Like me and you just being like to your nan, like, oh, yeah, we bonked last night. <laughs> as soon as you're trying for a baby, it's like, oh, yeah, oh. we're at it. You know, raw dogging every night. <laughs> It just suddenly becomes the norm, doesn't it? Just to talk about reproduction. Jesus. Yeah, it's weird. It is weird, actually, isn't it? When people say, oh, you're trying for a baby. Oh, congratulations. It's like, it will literally just have an unprotected sex, mate. It's just like a badge of honour, isn't it? it All is. of a sudden. Well done. It's like, great. I've stopped taking a contraceptive pill or he stopped pulling out. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'd say and that's why it's a bit of a paradox, isn't it? Like, people don't even know why they want to reproduce. They just yeah. do it and then... I mean, Mother Nature's got a large part to play, I'm sure. Yeah, and we've just, we've, we've mentioned this before. Like, we didn't really notice it before we had B, but after we noticed 
we really noticed after B was born how clearly obvious like pheromones and my, oh my ovulation God. cycle were it was scarily obvious yeah. wasn't it su- every month that that time that week i was as ovulating soon as i got a whiff of you or you got a whiff of me it was like what it was, what's happening it's <laughs> creepy it was creepy no one believes me when i say this either but it's definitely a thing 100% a thing yeah um i don't know if it was just more obvious for us because i I haven't been on any contraceptive pill for a very long time. Mm. So but it's really funny because obviously we were so tired and stressed having a, you know, one, one two year old, but it was really weird. We'd be like, don't want to know each other for like two to three weeks out of the month. And then that one week we're like, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I mean. I think mother nature has a very large part to play. Very large part to play. Hormones. Yeah, man. I, 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 I'm so in two minds because as you said, I'm not, I was never child centric. Yeah, why never do you been think? Why do you think that is? Why do you think you were so like? Because when we, even when we first got together, when we were we were children, technically you were always like, I don't want to have kids. For me, I, the the number one thing for me has always been either the environmental or like the just the impact, like having a child on the environment, mm. and also like it's just like adding to the the pile, isn't it? I've always seen. I don't know. I've always had like a bit of contempt, I guess, for like humans just like with such parasites on yeah. this planet yeah and just it's just like adding another one to the pile which is a horrible way to think mm. but it's just like that's like my innate which i completely i completely do understand yeah just yeah. that's my instinct yeah Whereas, and you always used to say to me as well that you would have preferred to adopt yeah than have your own which yeah. thinking about that now how do you feel about that like now knowing now that you've got one and one on the way of your own it's hard because I'm a different person now. I mean, yeah. that was me when I was in my early to mid 20s. Mm. Now I'm looking down the barrel of 30. <laughs> it's hard. But, you know, I'm still kind of, I'm still sympathetic to that mindset where yeah. I can see you. I can absolutely see why you'd not want to bring a child into this world. Oh, 100%. Especially the future like that, that we are looking towards. Yeah. Like economically and environmentally. Mm that our children are looking at as well. Yeah. Like, it still bums me out massively. I mean, the only thing I hold on to, like, and I mean hold on to tight, like, fucking rows on the door out of the Titanic, (laughs) is the fact that I'll bring my children up with the mindset of knowing that, you know, right from wrong and also that they can protest shit and I want them to have a voice and, you know, basically... I want to bring them up ready to fight. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Especially yeah. having girls. It's but and this this past couple of years has really really sort of proven that that especially as females or women, you know, they're going to have to really fight their own fight their battles. Yeah. And I don't think we've got too much to worry about with B because that kid's burning her bra already and she's done him wear a bra. So <laughs> legend. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think I was always like agnostic towards children. I was like, one day it'll probably happen to me. Mm. And I love my children. Well, my child yeah. and child on the way. Yeah. Yeah. I was I, just always a bit agnostic I, to it. Did I did I change your outlook? Because you yeah. knew I wanted kids. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Because... Ha <laughs> you love me. Because I love you, yeah. And I, <laughs> it's a thing that you share, isn't it? It's the same with like getting married. Like it's a journey that you share together and yeah having a child is like a massive journey isn't it i still think to this day having a child was is more complicated than just marriage in general oh it's just it's crazy and isn't it? we've always said haven't we if we weren't 
like best friends. If we weren't best friends, we wouldn't be together oh, after having a kid. We wouldn't. <laughs> we definitely wouldn't. The stress. Just stress. It, it is the ultimate test on your relationship. Yeah. But it's interesting, isn't it? Because you've even said, and friends that have had children recently and everything, as a bloke, you get a newfound respect for your partner and wife. Yeah. Watching them go through pregnancy. You're just talking about a friend who's just given... Just, they've just had a baby, yeah. yeah. (laughs) But but you were the same though, weren't you? Because I remember you being like, you didn't really outwardly say it, but you would be like, you're a freaking warrior. Like, how you went through that. It's crazy. Yeah. Madness. Freaked you out, didn't it? How like, just everything that we go through to bring a life into the world. Just biology and instinct takes over, doesn't it? Yeah. It's creepy. I mean, one of the big reasons for having children, you know, I don't know if everyone thinks about this, is but when you're in old age, you know, you 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 need support around you, don't you? Yeah, yeah. People worry about being alone, don't they? Yeah. But, like when uh, I'm decrepit and old, like it would yeah. be quite nice to have someone to help. To help out. But then is that fair? Again, that's a selfish way of looking it at is. it. It's not your children's responsibility to look after you. Absolutely not. But yeah. like biologically that's kind of ingrained in you isn't it, it? Is, so yeah you need a, a support network around you a community mm-hmm. almost mm-hmm. and in you know neolithic times or whatever it would be you would have support yeah it would be your your family immediate family i'm gonna tell the girls if they want to put us in a home just stick us in a home <laughs> yeah just make sure it's a nice one <laughs> make sure it's ideally a nice home but don't feel guilty about doing it yeah. because you have to live i'm your not lives. having i'm not having the children come around to mow the lawn no, every week or whatever no. which how funny is it that our parents have had to do like we, yeah we can remember we can we see it don't we um you know like my my grandmother bless her, has got very bad alzheimer's so she's she's really doesn't quite know what day of the week it is half the time anyway um but she's now gone into a home but my mum was riddled with so much guilt yeah. and her brothers as well my uncles were riddled with so much guilt having to make that decision having to look after a house for her yeah and like it was so, so stressful. It was such a stressful time. And it was so stressful because it was all based around guilt. Yeah. But no, stick me in a home. Straight up. Straight up. Ideally, me and you could live like different floors. It'd be great. Oh, oh. separate bedrooms. Oh, the dream. Could you imagine your life without children? Like, could you imagine what it would be like to be child-free? I I could, but then I I worry... Again, this sounds so selfish and I do think there is a large element of having children that is unbelievably selfish, but I don't think I'd be in as good a place mentally as I am now if I didn't have children and if I was just living a child-free life. I mean, I'd probably be pretty content and whatever, but I'd always be thinking, what if, because it was always something I wanted Yeah, and the house would be full of a ridiculous amount of animals without doubt. (laughs) I'd be crazy cat and dog lady. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think you'd probably you know venture out to other species as well oh yeah i want some guinea pigs i've decided (laughs) i want some guinea pigs in my life at some point but there's been a lot of there's been a lot of studies over the years about children and having the you know what the effects of having children are on you Uh uh-huh not just like your financial stability but your like mental health as well yeah and heidelberg university in germany found that parents are happier than people who are child free Mm -hmm. but they don't their happiness doesn't kind of increase until after the kids move out of home. (laughs) So they're more fulfilled later in life. Yeah. But they're not necessarily happy while they're raising the children as compared to a child-free person. Well, I do get that because, I mean, it's hard to be happy on little sleep and having a small human screaming at you and climbing on you all day and, you know, 
it's hard because you have to give 150% of yourself all the damn time, don't you? It's exhausting. Exactly. You know, it's all, you know, we're saying how if you weren't, didn't have a family, you'd focus on your career, which is brilliant. And you'd give 150% to your career. But the moment you get home, you can switch off from that. You can't do that with a fact. There isn't no. the time to switch off. You once, you're you, once you're a mum or a dad, that's it. It's on. I mean, even when the pod's running, even when the we're pod's being running. mum and dad to our pod listeners, aren't we? <laughs> you keep saying this, yet no one has ever been like, OMG, daddy. No, no one will. Don't call me daddy, guys. <laughs> Go on, please do, because it makes him really uncomfortable. You can call Sammy daddy. Don't I'm call sure me she'd daddy. love that. Don't call me daddy. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, all these kind of studies about do children make you happy and all that kind of stuff, mm. I think what they they conclude with usually is that yes children can make you happy and be really good for your mental health and stability and all that kind of stuff mm. if you have the resources and the financial means yeah. to kind of you know support them and support yourself mm-hmm. I think that's what it comes down to a lot of the time yeah and the support around you as well well yeah which again just is having under- a child on its own won't make you happier no which again is understandable because they are hard. And if you don't have that support network, it's an even more difficult battle. So obviously we are parents mm-hmm. and we are afflicted by the disease that is parenthood. Um, <laughs> but child free, I guess, as a topic or as a, a movement gets a bit of, I don't know, bad press. Or there's basically some loud mouths in that community that they're not like on on Reddit, for example, they don't represent it very well yeah but child free girls their podcast they've got like a really empathetic approach to it i guess cool yeah the child free girls are a podcast hosted by three women living Mm -hmm. in three different countries around the world and they're there to challenge society's expectations of women as mothers um and they talk a lot about child free by choice Mm -hmm. on their podcast um and i thought it'd be great just to get them on to you know so i don't marble mouth or mansplain. Mansplain, yeah. What child-free by choice is. Uh-huh. But you know better than to mansplain, Coop. Exactly. Yeah, thank exactly. you. I've trained you better than that. <laughs> but we've got them on basically to do that for us. Unfortunately, because of the way that our timings worked with the season finale coming up and everything, mm-hmm. couldn't actually get a guest spot in with them. But they very, very kindly recorded a spot for us. That's just really for nice. us to slot in there. <laughs> Nice. So if you're a fan of the Child Free Girls, there's some original content coming for you. Mm-hmm. And if you're a fan of Weird Parents, well, here you go. Awesome. Uh, okay. The main difference is that antinatalists are against human reproduction in general for everyone. And there are different reasons for that. Uh, Whereas child-free people, we're not against other people reproducing. We're just against our own reproduction. And to add on to that, child-free people are, are, we look at it as a choice, right? So to me, again, this is just with a a basic understanding of antinatalism, that it's, yeah, no, don't reproduce. We talk about choice. Um, we've made choices for ourselves, but we encourage people to make their own decisions and it's not one or the other. I mean, it's not like this is the right way. This is the wrong way. And I'm not saying antinatalism says this is right. This is wrong. But I feel like the we are open to people choosing to have kids. It's okay. You know, like you said, we've chosen not to, but the conversation is about, a, it's a choice. That to me is a big, a big difference between the two. 
And there are antenatalists who have children. Um, they've come around to that decision after having had children. And unless they are spiritually child-free, you won't Mm -hmm. often find a child-free person with children. Correct. We're not going to get into the thing about stepkids because that's a whole episode, which we've done. (laughs) Yeah. But I have to say, I think that in general, antinatalism is actually is against people reproducing. Like they see it as a bad thing. Like yeah. they see it as a, like I, I didn't want to say, I didn't want to say like, they think everybody is wrong. I was trying to be tactful, but yes, I would, <laughs> I, would agree. <laughs> I would, within, I would agree. Yeah. Like fundamentally, I would agree with you guys. Yeah. And within antinatalism, there are several currents. Uh, one of them is ephilism, which is like backwards. And they say that if there was like a button that they could like just press and erase all human and vegetable and animal life on the planet, they would. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really just let's end with the human race because uh, we are hurting the resources and everything in life is painful. So that, that, that would eliminate by eliminating everything, they would eliminate all suffering. All suffering. Right. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So their goal is not, I think a lot of people think of antinatalists as, um, mean or hating humanity or hating themselves but but really it seems like it's a highly sensitive and uh empathetic outlook that like they just hate suffering so much that they just want to end it all yeah we're just concerned about our own suffering so we don't have kids right <laughs> <laughs> that's a great way to no <laughs> we are concerned about other people's suffering like um yeah being child yeah sure being child free is just we individuals don't want kids but just for the sake of um, conversation and because we are visitors to this podcast, um, it's probably important to emphasize that our primary goal is spreading the idea to those who don't know that having children is a choice. They can choose not to have kids. I think the subtle pressure, I'm going to go just speak from my own childhood, but it comes, it goes back to like my earliest memories of having dolls and being, you know, given toys that promote caring for mainly dolls, <laughs> which is probably why I went and played with my brother and his Lego. You know, I was more interested in building things. Uh, but it's it's stuff like that because it's like, here's, here, this is fun. Here's a doll. It's fun. Here's a kitchen set. It's fun. This is your toy, right? This is your toy. Yeah. Um, Things like that. And then of course, I'm going to say books as well. I wasn't allowed to watch TV as a child. So reading books and the characters, even in, in the younger books, were talking about you know, future kids. I mean, there's little, there's just these subtle references that when you consume over and over and over again, and it's being made to be your toy and, and something that you play with, it it puts you on that path, you know? And I mean, yeah. there there's a lot of us have said how we were kind of like, wait, do we have to do this? But as a young person, how do you vocalize that? So that to me is a subtle thing. The not so subtle thing is, you know, as you get older and they're just saying, well, yes, when you have kids one day and you're 12, <laughs> you know, <laughs> not so subtle. <laughs> um, but and and this is just from like the, you know, the the typical female, female woman experience as a cis woman myself. Like that's been my experience. And those those are the big standouts for me. Yeah, I would agree with the subtle sort of cues, you know, when you're the child, the gendered toys and the gendered ideas mm-hmm. uh, and the gendered games and the gender clothes and everything that points to, you know, girls are uh, delicate and they care and boys are the ones who are supposed to be like the man of the house and whatnot. And, um, you know, and also being told when you're a teenager that you're supposed to be 
like one way or the other or like behave this way and dress this other way so you can find a husband. So I was told that as well. But those are, I would say, subtle, maybe not that subtle. What I find very disturbing about the subtleness is also, like you said, it's everywhere. Like you see it, I remember seeing it, I mean, still, but when I was younger, like in advertisement and like movies and books and magazines, like it was everywhere. It was absolutely everywhere. Uh, The heteronormative idea of a family. So it was like a woman, a man, two smiling children. And that was like joy. And this is happiness. Like that's the message that we all get, right? Like if you want to live a happy life, this is where we want to go. This is what you need to do. Um, and it's it's not really the case. And then not so, so subtle, like you mentioned, Lenora, just being bingoed. And by being bingoed, I mean being told things that are, or asked things that are just completely um, in opposition of our own decision of not being parents. Things like, so when are you going to have children? Or aren't you too old already to, you know, be waiting for like, I don't know, something to happen before you have kids? Like, you're going to miss the train, something that I get told in, in Spanish, which is an expression, sort of like the clock is ticking in a way. Or um, I had a boyfriend at the time and, and somebody told me that they hoped that our birth control failed, which is not subtle at all. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we get a dose of that all the time. Yeah. And those comments, because this idea, this notion that everyone wants kids and should have them, because that's so pervasive and prevalent and so like so like pounded into us they do not see the horror that that would be like they think it's funny to say i hope your birth control fails Uh, and they don't understand that it has the impact of saying to someone who is announcing she's trying to get pregnant oh i hope you miscarry (laughs) wouldn't that be funny you know i mean this is someone's entire life that's being discussed here um some of the others one of the other subtle things that i think is um damaging is the constant reference to whether a woman is a mother. There was a story on the Today Show a long time ago. They do this all the time, but this one stands out to me. This woman had, like, she was 60-something or whatever, and she used to be some sort of acrobat or gymnast or something, and after a long time of not doing it, she decided to get back into it. They decided to identify her as a mother, even though nothing in the story was about her being a mother, nothing in the story referenced that she had stopped doing that because she was a mother. I think they even said she had had a different job. Um, But she was a mother who at X age had decided to get back into doing magic or acrobatics or some other really interesting thing. And then there was another story about, oh, coma mom defies the odds. It's about this woman who was in a coma and I guess came out of it and lived. Somehow important that she's a mom. I don't know. And then around that same time, there was a story about a a man who had driven a moped over a cliff and was found by his son. He wasn't a father who drove a thing off a cliff, even though he was found by his sons. Like, this is the one story where the person's children are actually part of the story. And he's identified as a man, not a father. So women always get this mom thing. Um, and very recently on Facebook, there was some kind of story about a grandmother who did something she she did some kind of she opened an art studio or she did something no no mention of having grandkids totally irrelevant to the story but still she's identified as a grandmother so what this does even like ever so subtly is pounds into girls that this is what they will be 
in addition to everything else, and perhaps on top of everything else, they will be a grandma or a mother or some other version of caring for a child. And I think one of the one of the ways uh, parents maybe or the parenting community can help alleviate that uh, burden is really, I mean, you don't know randomly whether someone is child free, but what you can do is make it easier for the younger generation that you are responsible for by not talking to them as if they will without question be parents. Don't say things like when you're a mom or when you have kids, you don't know if they want kids, leave the possibility open to them that this is just one of many possible paths they can take in their life and let them decide what they want to do without your indoctrinating them, I guess is the best word. I would add to that. Don't assume that people you meet are parents, like instantly assume and ask about, so your kids. And then when they say they don't have any kids, Oh, uh, don't ask why or when are they going to have children because you don't you never know the reasons you never know if there's somebody who's struggling with fertility you never know this is a childhood person or you never know that if it's someone whose child died i just feel it's very invasive and as a question it's very normalized but it's such a personal thing um and i understand that parents very often try to connect with other people through children like i think that's like oh we might have this in common so let's try to connect with this person this way, I totally get it. There's nothing wrong with trying to connect with other people. I just wish that parents would find other ways to do it. Like, instead of asking me if I have children, me or anybody else, of course, ask me, I don't know, where was the last place I went on vacation on? Uh, what do I like to do as a hobby? I know there's so many other questions and um, that have nothing to do with parenting. Just to play devil's advocate, it's possible they don't lead with that because they don't have answers for that themselves. Yeah, but this, that's an assumption that we make as well. Of all it parents. is. It is. Um, it is. Also, too, I was just going to say that's also why childhood people speak out, because we need to find something to connect with. So it's like, how many kids do you not have? <laughs> i'm gonna start asking that question i don't have three <laughs> from one to oh infinity God. you pick the number <laughs> so the first thing i'm gonna say is how obvious our english accents are gonna be after that. <laughs> but no that Absolutely. was yeah but that was amazing it was great to hear them answering the questions first of all well done those are some good questions you you oh, that's created. all right that's really right. good. Well, you could have actually passed some of those off as your own. I could have, but I'm not that, I'm not really that, that bright. <laughs> as if you do um, any kind of if, research uh, whatsoever. <laughs> Excuse me, I did all the research for the cloth nappies. You can, you can cut, cut that out. Um, but that, that's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. And I com- thing is, I completely 100% agree. And even as we were listening to that, I was just, what was my face doing the whole way through? Like, like, yeah, it makes sense. Like, I think society's pressures are a very large reason that so many women, females have children and actually looking at my own childhood you know the comments of you'll you'll understand one day when you have kids or you know I can't wait to see what your children will turn out like or I can't wait to see how you do things differently or this that and the other that has got to have an effect on a child absolutely it's like there's a lot of subtle things but when you think about it as a whole it's Mm. not subtle no at all no but it's it's like even them talking about the toys I mean I'm sure we've mentioned that before on the podcast haven't we but you know, boys playing with diggers and this, that, and the other, and girls playing with dollies and... Yeah, caring you know, and for caring. dollies and babies. It's so strange, but 
like I actually weirdly enough wasn't dolly obsessed at all mm. I've always been animal obsessed so for me it was always like cuddly toys and animals and stuff yeah where B we've never forced it on her have we I mean the kid's got little tractors and she's got a bit of everything but she wants she's got a little she, uh, taco van she has a little taco she? van um but she wants to care for things like it's instinctive yeah. in her. but yeah it's true like society i think society's got a bloody lot to answer for yeah it's it's weird that there's like a mix of tradition in there isn't there as uh-huh. well like tradition plays a big part because it's kind of like well you're parents had kids so you yeah. need to carry that on carry and on you the guys, lineage yeah and you guys have just got married so when are you having children i hate that question oh my god even as a parent myself i despise that question and i will never ever ever ask anybody when are you having ever. children i think it's fucking like fucking personal and it's nobody's damn business and also you don't know that person could have been trying for children yeah they could be going through fertility That's the thing. issues. Yeah, I mean, I won't go too much into into their podcast, but the child-free girls, they talk a, a bit about child-free not by choice as well. Yeah. So there's child-free by choice uh-huh. and also obviously not by choice, yeah. but it's not voluntary. Yeah. You can't have children. You might want them. But also the choice, you know, them saying how being child-free is a choice, that is so, so, so important, especially, you know, as I said earlier, of all the things that have been going on in the world over the past couple of years with female rights and... Reproductive and rights. Reproductive rights in particular. That is, that is, that is like the main choice. Like it should be a choice. It shouldn't be the norm that women have to have babies. Yeah. You know, we're not just reproductive machines. Yes. Okay. We can reproduce and that makes us fucking awesome. But there's so many other things that make us awesome as well. We're human beings. They told me off as well for one of the questions that I asked oh. where I said, um, you know, what kind of switched you on? to being child free and they kind of flipped the question on its head a little bit and said uh-huh. to me like what turned you on to having kids yeah 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 because child free is the default that, isn't it you're born without yeah, children yeah you live most of your life without children until you have them uh-huh. you know i don't know what the average age for having kids now is but you know 50 percent of women in england and wales don't have it until they're beyond 30 uh-huh um, do you think that's that- the default isn't it? you're child free yeah. by default and then you choose to have children yeah but do you think subconsciously like you didn't even realize it because society's norm is that women grow up to have babies yeah absolutely so it, it automatically came out that way it when just, actually it doesn't make any sense it was just an unconscious bias on my part where i thought you know i i even put in the question i hate using this word but it's the only word i can think of at the moment what radicalised you to thinking yeah. in the child-free way. Well, actually, it isn't, it's not radical in any it's, way, shape or it's form. The, it's the default. It's you're, you're born without children. Yeah. You live most of your life without children until you decide. But again, <laughs> society, like a bloke decides that he's not going to have children. He's a bachelor. Yeah? He's yeah. living his life. He's a bachelor. He's fine. A woman decides she's not having children. Oh, that's sad, isn't it? Oh, she's going to be so alone. No one's going to look after her. It's awful. Like, Fuck that, man. Like, that's not... Shouldn't I know. Be, that Which shouldn't is, be the norm. There's nothing cooler than a child-free relative. There is... You're if right. You know if I mean. you're the cool auntie or the cool uncle... Or the cool cousin or, the cool, or something. Or the cool, just, like, family friend. Just, like, the absolutely aloof person that yeah. just, like, swans into a wedding... They, you know, maybe they've got a cigar in their pocket and a, a hip flask and they're just like... Come in. Hey, I've just come back from... Travel in the world. Travel in the world or whatever with all, all the money I've saved from not having children. <laughs> How is everyone doing? And I'm off again. And they just like 
disappear into the night. Yeah, there's nothing cooler than the cool, aloof aunt. Yeah, very true. Mind. Yeah, no, but even thinking to like my aunt, she was so awesome growing up. So awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And also like thinking about it, like, you know, you can have the joy of children as an auntie or an uncle, can't you? And then you just give them the fuck back. Just hand them back. <laughs> if you like kids, you can hang out and, then and you be can like, see you at the end of the day. Kick them to the curb. <laughs> <laughs> Car's still rolling, just roll them out. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting point about the gendered aspect of it. Where yeah. You, as a, as a, a, a man and, a, and as a boy, there's just, you never got that. You never got the... You know, oh, when you have kids or when you grow up and have children, you know, my mum never said that to me. Never. See, that was the that was the norm for me as being a girl growing up. Yeah. The norm. It's really strange. Yeah. Thinking about it, it is just strange. Like when you have children or your children will think this and your children will think that. And things like playground, you know, you play mummies and daddies. We never did. You, you didn't. But then what it would be is you'd probably have one of the girls come up and be like, will you be the daddy? And you'd be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the T-Rex. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'll be the T-Rex. But see, I was looked at as strange because I didn't want to play mummies and daddies. I wanted to play T-Rex. You wanted to play bears. Yeah, I was con- I want to play bears. I want to scratch some people up. Um, I was constantly being told I was strange. Yeah. Like, you know, oh, she's such a tomboy because yeah. she doesn't want to play with dolls. Look, I've turned out... It me- but if I could probably be a clear example of how you know toys actually have no necessary effect on what you know I didn't play with dollies I didn't you know pretend to have a baby that I carried around everywhere and feeding it and all this that and the other and a little dolly high chair and a pram I didn't have any of that I've still ended up a mother but you still are a mother I've still ended up a mother because I was caring for things in a different way I suppose like but you know I was playing with dinosaurs and, you know, digging and mud pies and shit like that. But I still ended up being a mother. So stop forcing, you know, just let people, yeah, let people make that choice. Don't force it down their throats as bloody children. Yeah. Speaking a bit about fertility, mm-hmm. do you remember that absolute rant you went on about the other night when we were in bed about testicles and how you thought they were just like full of sperm <laughs> when i was younger yeah you literally just thought <laughs> before i before i obviously had to learn about biology for my job and stuff yes yes i did like i was trying to get to sleep i was so tired <laughs> and you went off for like half an hour yeah about testicles and you just like went off on one what else did you say i was just talking about how yeah when i was little i used to think that testicles when we sort of starting to learn about sexual reproduction that they were just little bags of sperm just little bags of semen and i used to think what a fucking awful design (laughs) (laughs) like why are they hanging outside your body like that's just so stupid but also yeah i just went yeah when it's just it's a bad design man it's just a really rubbish design yeah I mean, it's clever how the body obviously needs to keep them at a certain temperature to create sperm, so they're hung outside. But you'd think they'd develop a shell or something, <laughs> wouldn't you? Like it's a, like a, an armour of some yeah, kind. Yeah, like a natural armour. I mean, for God's sake, if Or some arm- spikes or yeah, something. Yeah, if a hedgehog and armadillos can do it <laughs> to protect their vital organs, why can't you develop some, like, hard scrote? <laughs> some hard Scaly scrote. scrote. You need a scaly scrote. Scaly scrote, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Hashtag scaly scrote. <laughs> So we're just going to go back over to Child Free Girls again to talk about how 
as time goes on, there's more pressures in the world, Mm -hmm. both environmental and economic and reproductive, how I guess it's going to become more of a widespread thing where people, you know, out of necessity can't have children. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's spreading awareness, you know, whether we like, we, you know, of course have our podcast, we have a lot of different platforms we're involved in. Um, but it's, it's first to me is getting people to talk about their own experience first and foremost, just to bring awareness to their own social circle, place of work, the community beyond. And then, <laughs> you know, people are inspired to create policy. They're inspired to gather and, and, and create, um, you know, more platforms or just advocate in different areas, yeah. advocate <clears throat> where they feel called to, to choice. And it's, it's just, and, and being consistent. I, you know, we've been, the three of us have been consistent as a collective and also individually for years now, bringing awareness to this choice. And that has to continue. That's that for me, that's just the foundation of it. You know, it's, it's just putting yourself out there, putting your story out there, encouraging other people to put their stories out there, fostering that and building and as as more people become aware i think doors open people see opportunities where they can contribute in a way that creates more change in a variety of ways in everywhere not just in north america but beyond so um it's just a constant constant conversation and awareness within the community and you know beyond the child free space like you know conversing with people who also have kids such as this, you know, uh, I, I think that that's a start. That's just, that's just the beginning. <laughs> I think there's actually this demographical trend of people choosing not to have children. We have a, we had a whole conversation around if it's being, if it's trendy to be child-free, but it's, but there is a, there is an actual trend um, because I think that younger generations are seeing a very bleak future for their own children. I think right now, uh, just in general, policies around the world, they're not focusing on environmental policies. Not, I mean, I would say most countries are trying to do something, but the big ones are not. Uh, <clears throat> states, I'm looking at you. Uh, anything that has to do with the environment, uh, the economy, um, you know, job safety, uh, water supply, food safety. There's just so many things right now going on. There's, there's, I mean, I think that if you, if you as a person, as a young person, see that your life is way different than the life your parents had at your age, and at the same time, way different than your grandparents had at your age, because things are getting more expensive and it's really difficult to actually achieve certain things now. Then I think the rush, like being rational about it, you would think, oh, my children are even going to have it worse. So, I mean, I would understand why it's it is actually a trend in some countries, like European countries and the states as well. Yeah, getting more widespread just naturally as as all of those issues in the question, um, you know, as they worsen, I just see more people. You know, I, there were a couple a couple of years ago, I was interviewed on NPR with a couple of other people. I was there for the age of the child. Um, because it dealt with um, uh, people not being allowed to have kids. I mean, sorry. Well, yes, actually that too. <laughs> but um, because it dealt with um, with the idea of people not being able to get abortions, followed by not being able to have kids if they want them, if they don't qualify. Someone else was on, because this was all about this, this idea of having kids versus not having kids. And somebody else was on to talk about um, 
choosing not to have kids in the interest of, you know, helping the planet. And at that time, I thought it was ridiculous that that anyone would expect people to stop having kids in the interest of saving the planet. The way I saw it, um, people who wanted to have kids would have them, would have them regardless. And that um, being an environment and being environmentally uh, helpful in that way would just kind of be a nice byproduct. But I'm so surprised to see that there are so many people really who do want kids and they aren't having them because they don't think it's a responsible thing to do. And um, this is not a judgment of people who do still have them. I'm just saying I, I didn't think I didn't think that would actually happen. And so I think as that happens, people see it happening. And people who see model behavior are more inclined to to think about it and follow it, just like with anything else. And just like people who see people making the choice to not have kids just because it'll make them happy. They, if they see that modeling, they know, oh, this is actually something that's possible and something that I can do if I want to or not do if I don't want to. So I think a whole combination of, of, of I think, all of these things happening together. Unfortunately, uh, what's happening with the planet and just all the bad stuff happening, period, it's unfortunate that that is a reason that people are choosing not to have kids. It really is. Um, but if it does keep going in that direction, I, I guess it'll just naturally happen that people won't want to subject their, their potential children who they would adore to things that might uh, make them suffer. Our Child for Girls podcast uh, is available everywhere to stream. And uh, we have a, a variety of episodes that we've recorded over the last three years. It's also available in video format as well. We, we, were, we cover a, a wide range of topics that are relevant to the child-free community. Uh, we've interviewed people to share their experiences. It is a great place to start because it's a conversation. It's a conversation that anyone who is not a part of the child-free community can listen to and learn something from. We are not uh, preaching. We are giving our experiences and our our opinions, but they are our experiences and opinions only. So, you know, it's it's just a way to open, you know, open the conversation. People are welcome to um, to send us questions if they hear or see anything that we've done. Uh, and want more clarification, that's always uh, welcome too. So that's a great place to start because we do, we have covered a significant number of topics over the last three years regarding the child for life, including antinatalism. Actually, we've had an antinatalist on the show. So we've also had pro-life. We've had, although that's not the first episode I'd recommend, but, <laughs> uh, you know, we, we've covered a lot of, a lot of topics and it's, it's a, I think it's a gentle way for people who are unfamiliar with the child for lifestyle to just to listen to, and it's not going to be, um, it's not going to, it's not going to force anything on you, if you will. Yeah. We're, we're also like, it's, I think it's important for, especially any parents listening to your show to know that you hear horror stories about child-free Reddit and how child-free people are so mean and how child-free people say things about parents. That is not our kind of uh, communication. Mm -hmm. We don't think that way. We don't talk that way. Um, we really are just curious about the whole thing. We're interested in the whole thing. Uh, we think there are a lot of things to talk about with regard to this, uh, parenting and child-free dynamic and also just the, the the condition of being child-free if you will so um please don't be afraid to listen and we also we do answer our emails so if if you hear this and you're curious and you do end up watching anything and you want to ask a, ask us a question or share a comment we're we're not the kind of podcasters who ignore you or blow you off so one thing that i found really interesting from that was yeah basically it is like society of forcing people to have children especially you know, like she mentioned in the States, unfortunately, it's very, it's same here, really. It's very, very difficult for people to adopt children that already exist yeah. 
it's such a difficult in thing system. in the care system, you know, where these are people that really want to help, really want children. And then on the other end of the scale, you've got like what's going on in the States where they're stopping women having the choice to not have children. And in doing so, you're creating more human beings that potentially are going to grow up unloved, not cared for properly because they're not as horrible as it, but they're not wanted, not yeah, necessarily from, wanted. From an ideological point of view as well, it, it seems like on the surface where they, you know, they're masking it in this idea that, you know, they don't want to, you know, it's pro-life or yeah. they don't want to end life. But it's not pro-life. When really they're just thinking about like how it can help the surface population yeah, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But it, And it's, you know, relig- religion plays a large part into it as well, unfortunately, but... Mm. It's not pro-life because pro-life in that case, if you are pro-life, you should be for that child's life. And life begins at, but I'm sorry, you, you're born. That's when your life begins. Technically, that's when, you know, your, that's your birthday. That's when you, from, you celebrate every year of your life from that date. So in that case, you need to care about that child from that day onwards. And half of these people do not care about the child from that day onwards. It's like you see people interviewing them like, oh, how many adopted children do you have? Oh, I don't have that. I don't have any. I have X amount of my own. It's like, well, the fact that you are calling, you know, I don't have any, I have X amount of my own proves that you don't really care because, you know, society in that case would make it a lot easier for people to adopt children and give them a good life. So actually, you know, the child-free movement is technically saving children. Absolutely. You know. Saving them from potential harm and it's as pro-choice as you can get. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm completely, I'm completely behind it. The eight, nearly eight-month pregnant woman is completely behind well, that's, it. That's the point, isn't it? And I think that's the reason for the discussion today, and why I wanted to kind of bring the two worlds together a little bit is because they don't have to be opposing views. No, do they? No. Choice is choice. Uh huh. At the end of the day. Yeah. And we all have to live on this freaking rock together. Don't exactly. We? <laughs> and I want to bring my girls up knowing that they have that choice. I'm never going to force them to make the decision either way. I'm I'm going to be every do everything in my power not to say the things that were said to me as a child growing up. You know, it's like if you come home pregnant, I'm going to disown oh, fuck, you, yeah. or I'm going to take you to the abortion clinic. This, that, and the other. No. I'm marching marching you down to that clinic. Yeah, again, I will support my child's decision no matter what. It is their body and it is their choice. Exactly. doesn't matter, like, you know, in what context. If my 27 married-year-old daughter came to me and said, Mum, I'm pregnant, but I don't don't want to have a child, I'd be like, I'll come hold your hand, babe. It's fine. Mm. It's your choice at the end of the day, you know. But giving creating life is not an easy thing. We've discussed that on our podcast. You know, it's it's not all glorified as the TV makes it out to be, as society makes it out to be. Oh yeah, there's no dignity. There's in this no thing. dignity. <laughs> you know, there women die in child. Women have died in childbirth for years and years. And also, if somebody just doesn't want to put themselves through that, fucking fair enough, mate. Like you, you <laughs> have do, it. Yeah, have it. Enjoy, God. Enjoy. I'm jealous of your intact minge. <laughs> <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, though, it is a choice. And that that is just, that's like blown my mind, them saying that, how actually, yeah, it is like society is forcing us to continue to reproduce because it's just so fucking backwards, man. So backwards and so freaking barbaric. Like, it's just, it, it angers me. Yeah. We still need feminism in this world, people. 
straight up. Straight up. Straight up. Thank you so much, Isabel, Lenora and Kristen. Thank you very much. You've That's absolutely just like blown the conversation wide open. It has. It's, it's made my little feministic heart very happy. And for any of our listeners as well, um, we'd like to hear why you had children and why you want yeah. children. And even if you're child free listening, why don't you want children? Mm-hmm. Just open the discussion up. Yeah. Talk about it. It's, uh, you know, it's one of those heteronormative just worms that lives in our society that, yeah. you know, people are f- afraid to challenge it sometimes, yeah. aren't they? Make make it the norm to say, no, I don't necessarily want kids. Absolutely. It's all good. Own it. Yep. What are your final thoughts then on children, having them, not having them? My final thoughts are, is that it is, I'm just completely behind those girls. I think it is a complete and utter choice and it's no one's damn friggin' business. Are my thoughts? No one's business but your own. Exactly. And, you know, the partner that if, if you choose to use a partner, um, <laughs> that's a whole nother like episode in itself, I suppose. People yeah. that go on this journey by themselves. And again, if that's your choice, that's your choice. Um, but it's it's a it's a choice at the end of the day. It's not something that you should just be expected to do because, you know, it's a lot. It's hard. You know, don't force yourself to do it if you don't want to. Don't feel you have to have a family if you don't want to. Yeah. And if you've got friends or family that you have in your in your circle. Mm-hmm. Um, don't, don't ask them when they're going to have kids. Just don't ask them. And I'm so conscious of it as someone who's young, who was young, who had children at 25, 26 mm. and being the only one in my friend group who's had children, so conscious of the pressure that it puts on my friends. Yeah. Because they, you know, I hear it multiple times a year, like, oh, you've got it all figured out. You've like, you've done it. But it's not, it, but that's even that statement, like, oh, you know, you've done it all. You've got it all figured out. You've got your shit together. No, we freaking don't. We don't have our <laughs> shit together. Every day is stressful. Every day is together. And just because we have a family, that doesn't mean everything's perfect like that's again it's like sub, the suburban perfect suburban lifestyle and yeah. you've got your family your little white picket fence you've got own your own home that's all great but i wish i had a fence yeah i wish i wish i had a fucking <laughs> white picket fence but that isn't that's just because society have have has created that to be the perfect life that isn't everybody's perfect life exactly is it yeah. i mean our perfect life would be yeah okay having our family and our animals but living on a farm oh it'd be so nice <laughs> So, yeah. We can't get into that. We can't now. get into that another, get into another that time. Now. But yeah, don't don't judge everybody. Brilliant. Thank you so much for listening today, guys. Thank you, guys. We'll catch you next week for our season finale. For the finale. We're gonna be talking about Bluey. Oh, I'm so excited. It's gonna be a good one. And if you liked any of the discussion that you heard today, uh, make sure to check out Child Free Girls podcast. Check out their website. I've got all the info in the uh, the show notes today. So check that out. See you later. See ya. Bye. Bye.